This is The Unholy Union. A podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry, we'll try harder next week. If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. All right, this is uh, technically take two because my mic was not on. And we recorded about 15 minutes, and it sucks because I thought it was good. I was on a roll. But anyway, we are back from a five-year break. Woohoo! Five years. Thanks to Anchor. (laughs) (laughs) Anchor's app is amazing. It makes everything very simple. But anyway. I'm a little hurt about this right now. (laughs) Me too. Man, I put we put a lot of effort into those first fifteen minutes, and they weren't worth a shit. Yeah, so now we got to start at the very beginning here. Okay, back in the mindset. So, big break. Took a big five year break just because life. Yeah, had, college, full time jobs, having a daughter, all that good stuff. Life, just life. But I want to actually call this podcast this episode the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I kind of want to do it in reverse. So I want to start with the ugly. And in that ugliness actually happened in the most recent years, past, what, year and a half? Yeah. And it really affected not only just you, Russ, but also our family. And, you know, it's been a long journey. So I want to make sure that we really hit on this because I, I think it could help others should they happen upon us. And hear your story. So with that, the ugly. Yeah, so anyway, I'm just going to jump and kind of shorten this thing up because it's a ginormous story. Fair enough. (laughs) I I could spend days talking about this, but I started a new job. The new job gave me a pretty significant panic attack. I was rushed to the hospital on my second week at this job and... That just snowballed into me being diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and a pretty significant case of OCD. The OCD caused me to hospitalize myself. What was it for like a week or something like that? Like four or five days. Yeah. Yeah. And I just it was the weirdest mental breakdown, I think, that I've ever had. It was Unbelievable. I felt like I was lost and trapped in my head. I could not get out. Absolutely. Yeah. And my whole family was not torn apart because we're all together, but stronger together. Yeah. We're stronger together now, but it was just, I looking back on it, it, it's a thank God for my family. I couldn't have made it without them for sure. It was, there was no way. Absolutely. Well, I think. Through that journey, there were some things that we learned, you know, about the whole mental health stigma in general. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass to get a psychiatrist. That'll (laughs) fucking see you. Yeah. I mean, what (laughs) you we call it camp. So anytime you hear us refer to Russ going to camp was one of the times that he was in the hospital long term. So long term being the four to five days. Yeah. So anytime you hear us say camp, that's just the word we use, makes it simpler to try and explain to our daughter. So when when Russ was at camp, he came out and we were trying to find people to help us to do therapy, you know, from talk all the way to medication and 
just trying to figure out what our next steps are, how to get through this. It's hard. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, coming out of camp, I really didn't have an idea that I had OCD. I, I was just pretty much diagnosed with anxiety. So, which technically OCD was a form of anxiety, yeah, but they're starting to restructure yeah, what that looks like. I don't think it's classified as an anxiety disorder anymore. But I mean, I could be wrong on that. No one quote me on anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is specific to our experience, yeah. your experience. But I want to make sure that people hear it and understand, you know, that there is help out there, however hard that may be. Yeah. And regardless of what your diagnosis is, there is hope. Oh, yeah. You don't. can get better. Yes. I mean, coming out of camp, I was trying to find a psychiatrist. I didn't do the exact thing that the doctor at camp told me to do. So this psychiatrist said, no, I'm not going to see him. He didn't listen to them. And it, what they asked me to do was. To me, it was extremely silly. I know I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional, but it was a social worker telling me, like, you need to go do this group therapy for another five days and pay another big chunk of money. I'm like, look, I have anxiety. I'm not doing what I just did here again in a week. Right. I'm not going to do it. So I felt like that spot should have been for someone that was in true need of seeing and having group therapy. Right. Someone who didn't necessarily need camp, but needed more than just once a week therapy. Yeah. Right. And then and then just just searching around for someone who accepts our insurance. I was like, what the hell is this? Right. It's like, okay. These people have, what, payments of $200 a pop yeah. just to talk to them for an hour? No, I mean, not... It's it's even less than that when you're talking about a psychiatrist. Psychiatrists talk to you for, I think, the onboarding, they say an hour. But my first psychiatrist was, yeah, I'll talk to you for an hour. It was like 17 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. You're getting this much money? And I talked to you for 17 minutes. And right. this was my onboarding session. You didn't even listen to me. <laughs> but we are very blessed that we went through insurance and it was co-payments for the people that we found. And other people don't have it like that. And I, I really hope that everyone knows that there is help out there. Yeah. There, you, you can, you can get, get help. And, and you know what? For, for all the pain in the ass that COVID is, I feel like it's opened up a lot of opportunity for you to go see someone else, even if it's through your phone, you know, just telehealth. It's amazing what has opened up for me for my treatment just, for, just because we can't go into a doctor's office. I mean, I can see people from, 15 states away as long as they're licensed in my particular state which is pretty and cool. take your insurance <laughs> well i mean honestly the ocd therapist i've i don't i haven't found one that takes my insurance has been in network I so know. i've had we've we have had to fork out hundreds of dollars every week i don't know for a month two months straight or right. and I, it might be like four months i think because ocd treatment is brutal absolutely so I mean, we can talk about that later. I don't want to get too deep into ERP and all that shit, unless you think it's a good idea. <laughs> well, I think we can bring in a little bit at every episode. But for the moment, I really wanted to point out that we've been going through this journey. It's been almost a year and a half now. And you are at a point where you wouldn't recognize yourself a year and a half ago. No, 
So uh, yeah. There is hope. For sure. And I was afraid to take medication at the beginning of this journey, but honestly, obviously get yourself a good doctor and don't be afraid to switch doctors or therapists. Or medication for yeah, that matter. Yeah, whatever. If your doctor doesn't listen to you, just try to find somebody else. I'm just saying. I've, I had issues multiple times. At the beginning of this thing, I was going to talk therapist. And, and any research you find, talk therapy is the complete opposite of what you're supposed to do for OCD. It actually makes it worse. So these people that I was doing talk therapy with, I was telling them, my symptoms, yet they weren't saying, hey, you have OCD, you might want to go see an OCD therapist. Right. That's a, that's super important for someone with OCD or any type of, you know, mental health. Just make sure you're going to somebody that specializes in the mental health condition that you have. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to ask questions or tell them how you feel. It pisses me off, honestly. <laughs> I went through like four or five therapists before I found enough, before I started my own research which is awful for OCD, by the way. Don't do research. <laughs> C- compulsive research. I went, to, I went through four or five therapists before I was like, you know what? Let me Google this because this shit ain't working. And finally fi- figuring out like, hey, I have harm OCD. Holy shit. I need to go to, you know, I need to go to an OCD therapist. And I got diagnosed with OCD. And it was at first I was in denial. I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't want to have it because it's a lifelong condition. I went through that phase like, no, I don't want to fucking have OCD. It's just a phase I'm going through. I'll get over it. Blah, 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 blah. Nah, I got OCD. And the faster I, if the faster you accept it, the, the quicker you're going to heal. Honestly, you, quicker you will learn to heal. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll figure out like, okay, I have OCD. Now is the time that I got to focus on my ERP, that's exposure and response prevention. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fun one. (laughs) So yeah, all of that to say, a year and a half ago, we went through a really dark time in our family and it's called OCD and anxiety. But from where we were to where we are is night and day. And that is thanks to some really great psychologists out there and some really great psychiatrists out there and just a great support system for us. And I I really want to put this out there that you can get help. There is hope and that there is a stigma around mental health. Yeah, it's there. I get it. I trust me. We felt it, but we can break the stigma. We can break it and say that mental health should be the same as physical health. Yeah. And we kept getting that that analogy. Every person we went to that it's easy to fix a broken arm. It's harder to fix anxiety because you can't see it. Yeah. So breaking the stigma really starts with people understanding what they're feeling and seeking help. So I'm going to put it out there. The suicide hotline, if you need it. Please contact them if you feel like you have nowhere to turn and need help. You don't have a support system or don't know where to even start on your journey. Call them 800-273-8255. That's the suicide hotline. And I hope you get the help you need. And please, please, please remember that there is hope. There always is hope. There, 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 nothing is hopeless. I know it's hard to 
to say that, especially when you're in a moment of crisis. But I was there. There, I mean, I was to the point where I'm like, I can't live like this forever. If I don't get better soon, I got to figure something out. I'm not. It, it was an awful place for me to be in. I knew it was wrong, but I was so afraid that every day I was going to wake up in fear and I couldn't leave the house. It was just fucked up. Just know <laughs> that you can get better. I got better. And I, like I said, I was pretty bad off. But just know you can get better. That's all there is. I, I, I know it's hard. Just try. <laughs> Don't give up is all I'm saying. Absolutely. Well, on that heavy, heavy note. <laughs> yes. All that was that, the ugly. This supposed to be fucking funny. What the <laughs> hell? It's been five years. We got a lot of shit to get through. Well, you know what? Hang on, though. So when I was in camp, there was quite a few, you know, I mean, I'm in camp and a.k.a. a psych ward. <laughs> so I saw lots of shit. Oh, we're really going to go there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, All yeah. right. I'll let you go. Go ahead. A nurse caught one of the, what do you want to call them? Tenants? <laughs> camp goers. Of, of, of camp. The tenants of camp, they caught one of them jerking off in the room. So the nurse said, hey, dude, you can't, you can't jerk off because there's other people around. I mean, because these rooms, they're, they're two or three people in each room. So, and <laughs> nurses coming by every 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah. The nurses are walking by with their computers, making sure everybody's, you know, either in their room or they're accounted for. Well, she said, dude, stop jerking off. There's there's people laying around you. You can't you can't do that. You can't do that outside. So what the fuck are you thinking? These people don't know you. They're I mean, not you your can't family. do it randomly in your house with other people in it either. Well, that's that's that. I don't know about that. <laughs> Prove me wrong. It's changed my mind. Well, I'm not doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So she told him that this dude got fucking pissed. He got yeah. so mad that the nurse ran. They have like this central station in the whole building, right? It's bulletproof glass. I don't know why I got bulletproof glass in there. It's who knows. I mean, they they fucking wand you and they everything probably when you seen get in some there. Shit. Yeah, I know. I don't know how you <laughs> smuggle anything in there. They got metal detectors and shit. Anyway, he ran after her. He, she locked herself into the central control room. They called security. Blah 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 blah. Well, he calmed down eventually, and then we went to eat. I think it was lunch. We we all went to lunch. We have to line up. I mean, essentially, it's prison. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to down talk it. It is what it is. It helped me at the time. It was scary. But anyway, we were in line and this dude comes in there and he is still fucking mad. <laughs> he's fucking pissed. It's he's been got like blue an, balls. What do you expect? It's been like an hour. And he's like, y'all motherfuckers don't be telling me not to fucking jack off. It ain't against my fucking religion. He's yelling. I'm I am losing my shit in there. I am <laughs> laughing my ass off. <laughs> and everybody else is dying laughing. I mean, it was fucking funny as shit. I mean, that 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 was just one of the stories. I'll just leave it at that cuz I'm going to butcher the other one. I know I will. <laughs> it's been it's been a while, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I the pl it was it was rough going there, but I got the help that I needed. And I did get to see some funny shit. <laughs> so, 
silver lining, right? It's not funny. I'm not going to say it's funny, but that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> no. Yeah, and then, okay, okay, one more, one more, one more. Okay, one more. great. We were doing group therapy and, you know, discourse. The nurse was like, yeah, we're going to have discourse in here, which I guess means, like, public discourse, <laughs> which means, like, public square, you're talking, blah, 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 blah. We actually say that in our intro. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. because <laughs> I did. Marital discourse. <laughs> okay, so... This this guy, she said, we're going to have, or one dude started asking questions, like, what are we doing? She was like, we're going to have mental health discourse. And he was like, what about sexual intercourse? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> we will not be doing that on this podcast. And, and, the, and this lady was like, stick to the script, Jeff. <laughs> she was so pissed. I'm like, she's about to fuck this dude up. Yeah. She was like, shut up, Tara. Stick to the script, Jeff. Oh, I want to say something so bad, but we might get copyright sued, so I'm going to try hey, not no, to. <laughs> Jeff of all? No. Oh. My name's Jeff. My name is Jeff. <laughs> but yeah, it was, there was some fucked up shit. That. And, but, but I will also say that I met some of the best friends that I've ever, you know, that, that I've ever had from this place. It's, Leave it to you to make friends. <laughs> I mean, put it this camp. way. camp. There's two phones in the place, right? There's only two phones, and it's like a pay phone. I think you can call. Could I call out? Yeah, you could call out. I could call in. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So it was hit or miss. Yeah. So if you wanted a phone call, you would call in, and then a random motherfucker would pick up because and start yelling, "Russ!" Yeah, they'd be like, "Where the hell's Russ at?" <laughs> Wife calling, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I'm out there playing badminton <laughs> in the fucking jail cell, you know, and <laughs> the yard. The, yeah, the yard, which has got a wall that's nine feet tall. You can't do nothing in there. <laughs> and they're like, your wife's on the phone. I'm like, I'm playing fucking badminton. Tell her to wait. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, go get help if you need it. <laughs> you, you, you'll 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 learn a lot about yourself and they are there to help you. Absolutely. So that was the ugly. Yay. We did it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll bring more of Russ's journey into our episodes as we go on. I'm sure it'll blend into a lot of shit. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure we'll make fun of it at times, too. Yeah. I, it, it, <laughs> it's, it's not it, OCD like the perfectionist, though. Let's just be clear. Yeah, that's. I hate when people do that shit. <laughs> they say OCD is a quirk. Yeah, like, OCD is a quirk. I'm I'm really tidy. I like to keep my desk clean. I'm like, um, okay, no, that <laughs> is not okay. One person I will never name them. My coworker was like, I think when I when I got diagnosed with OCD, she said, I think I'm a bit OCD too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh really? She was like, yeah, I like th I like things on my desk a certain way. I'm like, I'm about to smack you. <laughs> like you have no idea what the fuck. I just went through, and you are saying that it's just because you like your fucking pens in a straight line. <laughs> Her pencils have to be aligned. You want your stapler filled up all the way. Give me back my stapler. <laughs> I'm like, what? We're the on a roll for getting copyright sued in this thing. Good I'm, grief! I'm like, okay. I was just like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> you just please leave me right now, because. Uh -huh. I, I seriously was in the hospital for five days over this shit, and you think because you're fucking eraser isn't stacked right that that's what sent you to the hospital yeah yeah, yeah. my my <laughs> somebody stole my stamp from excuse me new boss my mouth's battery's dead <laughs> i 
I just, uh, I would, uh, yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't take it. But yeah, if somebody tells you they got OCD and they're just like, yeah, I like to look, straighten look, it. look back at my door and make sure it's shut, smack them in the head. <laughs> well, I don't know about that one. That one no, would've... no. If they can do it once and walk away, they're fucking, <laughs> they're not OCD. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So there's a, there, uh, just to explain a bit further, there's, okay, there's a ton of different styles of OCD. You got contamination OCD where these. Howie Mendel. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was he that? Yes. Oh, okay. He was contamination. Uh, yeah. He didn't want to shake hands with anybody on deal or no deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He shaved his head well, because of that. Yeah, but is that just because he's afraid of germs or is it because he's OCD? There's a difference. He could he could be afraid that he doesn't want to get. We content. will call him and ask him. Yeah, we'll, we'll invite him as a guest Ooh. if this ever gets bad. Yeah, <laughs> it would be interesting to compare OCD. Well, the reason why I say that is because people with contamination contamination OCD they they will take showers for hours a day because they can't. To them, they cannot get clean. Right. Or it's just anything like that. They spend hours a day trying to get clean. I mean, I read a story where a guy literally showered for nine hours a day. It's not funny. I am not making fun of this. But I want to know where the fuck he gets his water heater at. Because <laughs> how do you got nine hours of hot water? Imagine all the soap. <laughs> yeah, that too. I mean, he's got to have like stock and L'Oreal or something. But yeah, so you got that. You've got harm OCD where you're afraid you're going to hurt people or you yourself know, or yourself or, you know, anybody, whatever people end up like, like, here's an example that I read online was people, they'll be standing at a metro station or, you know, a subway and there's a person standing in front of them. They think like a thought jolts through their mind that says, I could push him onto the tracks and let watch him get run over. Well, most people have these violent thoughts, but most people brush them off because they're just noise. It's spam in your email. Well, people with OCD are like, holy shit, I'm <laughs> fucking going crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm a murderer. It I got to hide myself. Yeah, it sticks. It's like it won't leave your mind. So these people, you know, people with harm OCD, they'll think about that all day. They'll try to justify like, no, I won't do that. They'll end up going to their loved ones saying hey, do you think I could ever do something like that? You know, and then the loved one, you know, loved ones, they want to help. Mm -hmm. So they're like, hell no, you can't do that. You've never heard. You hate smacking a fly. And then and then temporarily that helps you. You're like, oh, okay, good. She knows or he knows that I could never hurt somebody. So that means I won't. Well, that's temporary. All you're doing to yourself is justifying your fear of doing that. Your yeah. brain's fear of doing that. So it's in yeah. saying all that, there are a lot of themes, there are a lot of topics yes. that I could be on. It's more than just contamination. Yep. So if you hear us talk about it, it all relates back to what Russ has gone through as well as what he's researched because that was one of his compulsions was it to was do that. Big time drove me nuts but yeah, we I, are night and day from where we were yeah like 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 we said at the beginning of this you can do it there's therapy has come a long way erp is old but there's been so many refinements of that therapy that you can do and get better don't 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 make yourself live like this 
ERP is hard. If you read about it, it's going to be terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you. ERP is probably one of the hardest things you will ever do. But the payoff is so big. And it's important because you get to live normal. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say that you're guaranteed to get better because no one's guaranteed to do anything. But you can and you most likely, in my experience, will get better. And I have found that I've even gotten better after my ERP is over because of all the lessons that I've learned while being in therapy. It's like you take those skills and you translate it into life. So you're walking down the street, just just as an example with of the, of the subway guy. You're walking down the street, you see that guy in front of the subway, your mind says, yeah, I'm going to push that motherfucker on the subway track. You're like, all right, ERP time. You start just... Instead of harping on that, you start finding ways to stop that compulsion, as in rumination. You stop trying to justify to yourself that you would never do that. You just keep living, essentially. I like that. Keep living. Keep living. Yeah. Keep you living. You just got to keep living. You don't want to. You don't want to live like that forever. I mean, just no. just go get that help. You know. Absolutely. Break the stigma. Break Hashtag the stigma. Break the stigma. And, and just fucking. I don't know. I I want everyone to get help if they ever feel the way that I did. I it was the I, like I said a million times. It was the most scary thing that I've ever dealt with. I felt like a prisoner in my own mind. I was like, what the fuck? Like everybody looks at me and they're like, this dude is a happy, you know, <laughs> outgoing, crazy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He's always making people laugh. Blah 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 blah. Well, inside I was losing my shit. You know. Yeah. That's what's weird about mental health is no one. If you don't tell people or you don't show signs, no one knows. Absolutely. And my doctor did say that that was pretty good. Like, yeah, a broken arm mm-hmm. is easy. Right. You know, but trying to fix the most complex part of your body, which is your freaking brain. Which we know barely anything about. Nothing about. Huh. That's hard. Absolutely. So, all right. So what are we doing? What about the bad? <laughs> Yeah, let's. Are let's, you ready? Yeah, I think. Are you ready? I told you I could talk about this shit for days. I understand. Okay, so the bad. Yes. It's always tough to talk about family members who have passed and friends who have passed. And in the fa- past five years, we've had a lot of that. In the fast past fuck. Really? Well, I mean, you, you, you walked. It's been five years, okay? You, you walked right into that shit. You can give me a break. You can. <laughs> How many times did it take us to do our intro, redo our intro? Well, I mean, we had a cat walking all over the freaking mixer. Our daughter was playing on a fire tablet and making all kinds of All that to noises. come in the good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not a bad thing. I'm just saying. It took us like 9,000 takes to freaking make our five second intro. Again. Again. Because it's nice now. Yeah, it's got guitars and drums. (laughs) We're fancy now. (laughs) Okay, so losing our family members and friends. I mean, that's over the past five years, and they are gone but never forgotten. I think something that has hit a lot of people most recently again is COVID. Yeah. So COVID is the big bad of 2020 into now 2021. And I think the biggest part for COVID for me specifically, and you can say it for you as well, I think I think it's for you too, but, you know, let me know, is 
the impact and the weight of it on our daughter. Yeah, it was a big, big thing at first, especially when. I think it's still a big thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still a big thing because it is still affecting so much that we have done or typically do. And she almost always prefaces things now with when COVID's over or, you know. It's quite sad. It's it's horrible. And I feel for her. And we are trying so hard to keep things going and moving and as normal as possible we're trying but there are some things that we just can't control so if someone was exposed and we were supposed to see them that weekend sorry plans get canceled yeah i mean it's it's really hard for she's now six years old for a six-year-old to understand that though and on top of it all the way that she has to do school now all on the on a freaking laptop wearing masks and she can't be near her friends or her teachers yeah i mean like your teacher literally can't come over to you and point at the paper and say all right look this is how you do this problem right she's these kids these these kids are at least our daughter is having mental health You know, not a crisis. I'm not going to say it's a crisis, but you can tell just based on her demeanor that she's kind of struggling. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Kids aren't meant to be on a freaking laptop for eight hours straight a day. Right. They kept telling us when she was a baby all the way till she was all the way until last year. You know, don't be on a screen for more than a half hour to an hour a day. And here she is now, almost eight hours a day in front of a computer screen. Yeah. And I I praise the teachers for doing what they're doing right now, trying to make it work. You know, anyone in this situation who is trying to make COVID work for us, I praise you. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. But it sucks. <laughs> I mean, the kids are in, like, plexiglass jails. Their desks are wrapped in plexiglass, so your teacher can't come up to you and help you. And I mean, how do you socialize with a barrier in between you all? Well, the alternative, the only alternative is to homeschool for us, at least is to homeschool. And that's really almost impossible because we both work full time. Yeah. But if we could make adjustments and we could make it happen, then she loses all socialization other than what we could do outside of school. So. It's been a lot of weighing what we can and cannot do or, you know, what our lifestyle can do or what is feasible, I guess, in this whole situation, trying to do what's best on all levels, whether that be, you know, mental health or physical health or it's been a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's brutal for sure. It's been a lot. And having, yeah. I know, I know you all are going through this. We're, we're just venting. Absolutely. You know? I'm sure there are many people who can relate to everything we've just said. Yeah. And we stand with you. We understand the issues of COVID. And we are all hoping and praying that it is coming to an end, hopefully soon. Whether yeah. that's via the vaccine or via hurt, I don't care what stops it at this yeah, point. Right. Like, even if it's, I don't know, a magical meteor that comes out of the sky. Easy, good lord. Not to destroy us, it's just Trying to cure to make us. Go no, it's going to be the coronavirus cure, this meteor that's going to come out of the sky. What's it going to do, like, fucking meteor dust? You don't. Oh, my God. It could sprinkle meteor dust. So it's going to be like. Uh, it could be a magical metal. What was Sozin's Comet from. So we might have lost it a little more. Sozin's Comet? Yeah, from 
From Airbender, yeah, yeah, the Avatar yeah. Airbender. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna reborn. Re- reborn? Re oh, rebirth the the Earth and fire and get rid of COVID. I'm that so way. proud of you for that reference. I by like the way, that. our daughter really likes it too. Yeah, I know. It's a good show. We've watched Avatar at least 312 times. As many times as we've watched Julie and the Phantoms oh. at this point. Different topic. Okay, so what I was saying, though, is that we might have lost it a little more in the past five years. So we might be getting a little more, oh, too soon. What? <laughs> you looked at me funny. We might have lost well, it Well, yeah, a obviously. More. We're in a fucking soon. hospital. I'm on medication. I love you. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> be a little more sensitive. These are sensitive <laughs> times. Get woke. No, stop. <laughs> Let's not start on that shit. Julian Phantoms, that was a quote. Okay, so, no, and again, we will probably make some jokes at some point about it, and we are at a point in all of this journey with Russ's mental health that we can't. So, if you hear us make jokes, again... It's it's, it's no offense to you all. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. we I know how it feels. Absolutely. I mean, but but just think, though, you can get better to where you'll make fun of yourself. <laughs> One day, right? Yeah, seriously. One day. It, it can happen. Hmm. Well, moving on to the good. We covered the ugly. We covered the bad. Now the good. Yeah. We've had a lot of good stuff happen in the past five years too. I mean, it's not all weighty. I promise. Because <laughs> obviously, we can still laugh. That's always good. We can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Be a little sensitive. I've lost all sensitivity. So, realizing what's important, I think in the past five years, well, and most specifically in the past year and a half, we have really started to realize what is important. Whether that was through the OCD or through COVID, we've really come to a point where we can understand what is most valuable in our lives. Yeah. When we went through the OCD experience, I mean, we had a support system that was around us that helped us through a lot. I mean, we had money struggles. It was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I I was out of work for at least, what, two months? Yeah. Because I just, I couldn't muster up enough courage to go back while I was dealing with all that shit. Absolutely. So we had an amazing support system. We couldn't have gotten through that without them. But we've all, you know, and that included our family and our friends. And even during COVID and all the lockdown stuff, we kept saying the first thing we're going to do is go have dinner with our family. After our 14-day lockdown and everybody didn't have symptoms, we were going to go out and have dinner with them. It just became like a realization that you take so much for granted in this world. and. You can you can appreciate everything you have if you just open your eyes to what it is. Yeah, and just, I mean, just keep up with your family and shit, you know. They are there for you no matter what. Yeah, and I mean, I always knew that, like, my parents, you know, no shit, they love me and all that stuff. But they were a huge help during all of this crisis mode shit that was going on, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and even for our daughter, like... Just the small things like going to the neighborhood park was huge for her. Being able to do that again or, you know, just going outside in general and or going to the store to pick up something small or, you know, whatever it was, just the small things she would appreciate. So 
just really realizing what has been important, I think, has been very eye-opening in the past five years for us. Yeah, I mean, put it this way. You'd be like, hey, you want to come take a package with me to UPS? She'd be like, fuck yeah. (laughs) She's riding. She's in it. Uh-huh. She she like, I'm getting the hell up out of this house, too. Mm-hmm. This place sucks. Yep, and PJs and everything. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but on top of that, I did finally get my degree. I When we first started this podcast, we had a two-year-old, and we were going through college, and I finally got my degree, and Russ and I both got a couple of work designations, and we've been working hard in our careers, other than the small little blip that we had, but... yeah. We've been working hard in our careers and I'm I'm happy to say that we are striving. We're doing we're doing well right now. Thankfully. Absolutely. And we also got a cat. <laughs> your idea. Uh, don't you start. <laughs> that is your cat. All I do is freaking feed the thing so he leaves me alone. Just kidding. I do love that cat. He's massive. <laughs> He's a fucking giant. I mean, I'm not talking fat. I'm yeah. talking like a giant ass cat. So like, our six year old daughter is what three four maybe three six. She's she's shorter than yeah, most six year olds. She's petite. But you put our cat Benny up against her. And, like, stand him straight up, and he's almost as tall as her. Oh, yeah. He is huge. He's a dick, too. Like, I'll go, I'll be, like, going downstairs to get a glass of water in the middle of the night, and that motherfucker ambushes me. <laughs> he tries to trip me every morning. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm trying to feed you. Yeah, I'm trying to. If I die, you die. <laughs> you starve. So what the fuck are you trying to bite me for when I'm? it's midnight and I'm trying to get a glass of water? He says all this. In actuality, he bought this window perch for him to sit right next to his desk. So don't even get me started about... Yeah, he's my buddy. Uh-huh. But he's still a dick. Uh-huh. Yeah. And his new thing is trying to get out the house. Like, where he thinks he's going to go, I don't know. I mean, he could rule our neighborhood with how big he is, but where are you going to go? Where are you going to go that you're going to get fed all the time and messed with, played with, and not have to fight for your food? And have a seven-foot cat tree. <laughs> Again, not only is our daughter spoiled, but so is our cat. So we He's got a, a cat. He's a good boy. I want a dog, though, but we'll, 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 we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to that later. I'm, I was against the cat back in March. We actually got him, what, two weeks before COVID started yep. in America. So, yeah, we've had him for almost a year now, and you'll hear stories about him, too, I'm sure. Yeah, and I don't know if it's a COVID thing, but I went to PetSmart the other day. to ch- I think it was just to get him some toys and, yeah, spoil him. <laughs> and I noticed there was only one cat there. I don't know if COVID is causing people to want, like, a companion at home. Well, yeah, no shit. Or if... Because COVID can, I think it can transmit to cats, right? Yeah. 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 Or if they're trying to almost put them in lockdown too and keep them, you know, six, six feet of separation as well. (laughs) I mean, you can't really give them a mask and stuff. They'll fucking rip that shit. Kitty mask. I'm about to invent that shit. We should see if we can get one for Benny. Yeah, right. That'd be hilarious. Just, just trying to harness him has been fun. (laughs) Yeah. We're trying to take this cat for a walk. He's like, what the fuck? I'm a cat, man. One of your many splurges. Yeah, I know. That was uh that's that's a problem that I have with OCD that I try to keep my mind a little bit busy all the time. And I end up going, ooh, shiny. Ooh. Ooh. Shiny. Piece of candy. And I'm like, bye, 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 bye. Yeah, it's been kind of fucked up, but 
I'm trying to get better yeah. about that. One step at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, if that's all we have to worry about. Well, kind of a big deal. <laughs> well, okay, financials are a big deal, yes. Yeah. But I will take that over where we were any day. So, Well, and honestly, I've been able to kind of tamper that back. I've been really into Bitcoin. <laughs> That'll be a topic for another day. But yeah, I, I got really into Bitcoin, which obviously you spend money to buy Bitcoin. But I just like researching like the the whole ecosystem of Bitcoin, you know, what they're doing for it and all that stuff. Like like Lynn said, we'll we'll get to that because <laughs> that, yeah. that, that that could I could talk for days about that shit, too. Uh-huh. So we're going to give you your own episode all about OCD and Bitcoin. How about that? You can have your whole episode all about that. Mm -hmm. And I will go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the other good thing is our nephews. Yeah. We've had, we are blessed with two nephews now. One is, well, he'll be three in a couple weeks. And the other will be a year old or just turned a year old. So our daughter now has some playmate. Yeah, which is another giant blessing in times like these absolutely to have cousins for her we do at least weekly weekly visits with them just to so long as everybody's healthy yeah disclaimer exactly and just <laughs> just to get everybody you know all the kids out there and socializing as much as possible yeah and keeping it in the family eh, eh, that's, that's kind of weird sounded a little weird yeah you from fucking west virginia <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of copyright okay so <laughs> all kinds of what Copyright? Five years, okay? It's been five years. I need to dictate a little better. But our nephews, they are blessings, and we call one of them Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. He is constantly on the go, and I love this child because literally he can fall down and bash every part of his body, and he gets up and just keeps moving. Yeah, I mean, he'll be like, ow, and then just run and hit his head again. I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck? Oh, what are you made out of? I want him to be my spirit animal because I need that mentality. Like, get back up, brush it off, and keep moving. Yeah, like, it's crazy. He is amazing, his resiliency. I mean, he was jumping off the couch because our daughter was doing it. Our daughter is double his age, right? So she's got a little bit more coordination and stuff. <laughs> this dude would jump off the couch and land on his fucking head. I'm like, <laughs> and do it again. What the fuck? How are you doing it? And he'll be like, oh, and then he'll get right back up and fucking he'll like swan dive off the couch onto the floor. I'm like, oh, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't learn your lesson the first time. And he'll do it again. And then he's like, it's fucking funny. He's hilarious. And I am so happy that our daughter has him to play with. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's a good dude. Oh, and then our youngest nephew is just turning a year old. Cute as can be. Yeah. Uh, The other day I lost my ass on GameStop stock. And I said. I was like, I lost like 800 bucks on GameStop stock. This dude is less than a year old when I said that to him, right? And he goes, ooh. I'm like, what the fuck? You already know? (laughs) He is so interactive and it's just hilarious. He doesn't talk, but he knows how to react to somebody losing their ass on some fucking stocks. Yeah, so again, you'll be hearing all about crypto and the stock market and all that. From... No, you're not going to hear no more about stock market. Fuck the fucking... Okay, that's how we feel about that. <laughs> Got it. But I want to close out today with saying that through it all, Russ and I have gotten a lot stronger. 
Our family is a million times what it was in its its own resiliency. And I think through it all, through OCD, through COVID, through all the good stuff that we've also had been blessed with, we have become a stronger family. And I hope that is reflected in these episodes. Yeah. I mean, it's that was just a total life changer. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to say is I'm not even going to say it was for the bad. It kind of taught me a lot about myself. It taught me what to what to appreciate, you know. It it's just it's crazy what a brush with something like that can do for you. you Absolutely. Know? Yeah, it, I'd, with any of it. I, I mean, gained a lot yeah. from going to the very brink, you know. It's 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 crazy how that stuff works. That's why you need to get help. <laughs> <laughs> so to if say you have all that, <laughs> to say all that, you know, like Russ said, going through it all, it may have been bad, it may have been ugly, and there's even some good in there, but that's life. And yes. at this point, we're learning to appreciate as much of it as we can. And I'm sounding so fucking sappy. It's kind of grossing me out. She's, but she's crying a little bit on the inside. Uh, no. That it it's life, you know, you find the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you move through it, and you learn from it, and you become a stronger person for it. And I think that has happened for us, and I think that's happened for me. I think that's happened for a lot of people in our family and our friends who have been affected by any of the stuff that we talked about today. And I really hope that we can... Bring this podcast back and show how much growth we've had as people, as individuals, as well as a family. Yeah, and don't think that every podcast is going to be like this. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah, I don't. We we're being sappy because it's our first time back. Yeah, and it feels good to do it again. I mean, absolutely. Like so I, good. I, I, I did it in the little sponsor thing. I kind of kind of broke it down why we quit, and it was just. It was too much. I mean, just a lot to juggle. Yeah. I didn't like having to do a website, maintain the website, you know, pay the money to, to host the website and the podcast, have 58 different accounts with different distributors of said podcast. It's just fucking stupid. So I was like, I don't know. I don't even know why I researched it. I probably because I was trying to keep my mind off of, (laughs) you know, from doing a compulsion. I excuse you. And is podcasting going to be your compulsion? We need to talk. No. Uh-huh. I see well, you. And and we found Anchor and it does everything for you. Anchor, you're welcome for all this sponsor talk. <laughs> Treating us right. Well, I think that leaves it for today. Russ? I'm good. All right. We're back. Bye, meow. Later. Thanks for listening to the Unholy Union podcast. For more Unholy Union content, check out our social media at Unholy Union Cast on Instagram and Twitter. We also have Facebook and TikTok. Want to support the podcast? Rock some merch. Check out our merchandise store on our site at unholyunionpodcast.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to have you back next week. It's what you do with things you love.